0: football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined as always by co-host Ryan Donnelly. We're here after week
1: five in college football. Um, Ryan, how's it going, man? Yeah, man, we're good. And, and I think I just want to get this on the show first to clear things up. Uh-huh. Um, we're definitely not matched about anything that happened yesterday no um we're I, not we're not I, pissed at all i heard yeah. you
0: were actually even seen laughing I've, I've heard reports that you were laughing is this is this is this true you were not mad you were in fact you thought it was funny
1: oh i thought it was so funny i was actually laughing all the way to the bank yeah um that's all people have been saying about me um i i was really pumped about all these results and they definitely were not any big you know, big teases that would have been really cool to see get pulled off that, that left us like blue balled on this weekend. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. It's whatever, dude. I don't even care.
0: Yeah, I don't even care. That's the official stance of flipping the field. We aren't mad. We actually didn't even care to begin with, and that you think we're mad is a sign that we have uh, won. We won, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this was a shitty week for us. This was a shitty week of results. I would say it was the games themselves. It was not. I thought it was okay. The the, the some games that were supposed to be closer that we kind of needed to be close to tie the week together were not close. Um, I think some of the ones that we were most excited about were kind of boring, which we're going to talk about for some, a lot of them I would say injury reasons, quarterback injury reasons to specifically stand out in my mind. Um, but uh, I, I think it was... It was a weird week. It was a week with a lot of close games, at least, which is good. But it was not. This was not like the best week I don't think of college football that we have seen this year. I I would, I would imagine that this is going to be one of the lower ones on the list at the end of the year. Um, Any, any disagreement
1: with that? No, I do agree. I mean, like there was some action throughout, uh, I guess. But like, yeah, I mean, just a lot of games that didn't end the way you'd like them to, right? That kind of made for a little bit of excitement for a couple quarters, but either weren't the best product throughout or didn't pull off the finish or both um yeah kind of frustrating but um i mean overall i mean still a good weekend of college football um also next weekend I, I know we're not doing the preview obviously this week but shaping up to have a real banger and we just had a real banger so i feel like we're we're chilling yeah we're chilling we're in the conference season we're going to talk through All of the stuff that we want
0: to talk through from Week 5, before we do that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about meetatmidfield.com. That's the website where you can read all of our written premium posts about things like Week 5, the hangover post that you do the Sunday hangover every week. I believe it's already up. Um, I will have scheme standouts coming on Tuesday. We'll look ahead to Week 6 coming Thursday with the watch list. As usual, you'll have your weekly column. We've got takes of the week from Taylor, we've got Ohio State stuff from from Kevin, sometimes some Michigan stuff as well from Taylor. We've got the premium message board, uh, the top 25 there in full swing. I'm excited to see what that looks like. I have no fucking idea how to rank anybody. I did it. I did it to the best of my ability, but I have no clue where a lot of these teams belong right now. Um, we got all that good stuff. We also have, of course, the premium podcasts. You get a weekly premium episode of this show, as well as the back catalog for all of that stuff. uh, weekly premium podcast episode Mm -hmm. of High Street Freaks that you do with Kevin. Uh, Lots of good stuff over there. Go to meetupmidfield.com and subscribe. We would love to have you. Um, Yeah, we would love to have you.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's it. Uh, The board is always rocking. I feel like it's a really good time of the season right now. Um, You're starting to kind of get, like you said, it's hard to rank teams, but we're starting to get a real sense for I think maybe who's starting to separate themselves, right? Like the list of teams that are um are looking like serious conference title contenders is kind of narrowing down a little bit and october and of course especially november as always are full of a lot of games between them i think that really starts in earnest over the next couple of weeks um yeah. so it's like we're entering what i mean we're we're two weeks away from being I mean, halfway through the season um which feels crazy to say already yeah uh but once you get that halfway mark you kind of have an idea of what teams are and the field starts really kind of coming together Um, not just, I I know we don't talk about solely in the playoff sense, but also the field for conference championships and, you know, like surprise bowl games, like which coaches are going to end up finishing the season on the hot seat. All of those things are going to come, come more clarified and focused over these next couple of weeks as October gets underway. Yeah. Um, so we kind of have the, the dinner table has been set. Um, I think the appetizers are just about to arrive at the table, and then you know we're looking towards the main course throughout late October and November.
0: The hell have we been doing at the table for five weeks? What are we doing here? We didn't even we're get. We're drinking, dude. We're just—we've just, we've just <laughs> been drinking. We haven't uh, no breadsticks. It's no... Valhalla. We're uh, in football
1: Valhalla, and yeah. there's an unlimited Stein of beer in your hands at all times. <laughs> The other hand is a weapon. Yeah, and we get some, just you like, choose to use which one. <laughs> can we just get
0: like maybe a little bit of calamari first? Do you think can we can we put in an order of the calamari? Would that be all right with everybody? If we just put in just it's, a, you just know a quick... this
1: place is way too salty with the calamari. We're not doing that again. Every time we have to drink too much water, we get dried out. The sodium's way too high. It's not good for your heart, Patrick. We're worried yeah. about your blood pressure. Anytime
0: a restaurant, this is a true thing about me. If a restaurant has calamari, I am going to order it. That's just me. That's just how it is um ryan you want to tell people about home food i had a
1: I don't... yeah we <laughs> one second but before i do that <laughs> i uh i went to an italian restaurant on thursday night and i had this really good octopus appetizer and <laughs> uh, some. was they listed them as green beans <laughs> and new potatoes mm. um what do you think new potatoes are I, I i don't think it's a specific food thing i feel like i'm pretty I, I don't want to use the word foodie it's very annoying to use, but yeah. I feel like I've eaten a lot of food in my life. I've never heard of a new potato. Is this so a baby potato?
0: New, you, like new? Just like, like N-E-W? Like the yeah, sp- N-E-W.
1: Huh. Yeah, like new. That's interesting. I would assume... They're Mike New potatoes. Yeah,
0: Mike New potatoes. <laughs> I would assume it, it is like a baby potato sort of thing. I don't know why you would call it new um, infant potatoes. It was really good, though. It was an like um,
1: octopus and a... Yeah, some potatoes and green beans and a pesto. It was like That does sound good. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I don't know about any new potatoes. I don't know about Potato Two that they've been <laughs> releasing nationally recently. Um, I'm good with One Point has released new potatoes. Yeah, I'll say. And, and I'm, the new uh, potatoes. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a classic potato man. I like One Point. I don't know why we needed to rebrand it. To, to new potatoes. Yeah, we both have Irish
1: Heritage. Yeah, it. yeah,
0: Yeah, we're allowed to say it. We're allowed to have <laughs> potatoes. It's not cultural appropriation for us to eat potatoes. Um Ryan, do you want to talk about Homefield real quick?
1: Yeah, yeah. They sponsor all new potatoes. Uh-huh. Um Homefield has launched a new agriculture arm uh based on their roots in the Midwest. Uh if you want corn, if you want potatoes, <laughs> if you want other kinds of uh foodstuffs, hmm. uh both perishable and non-perishable, um you know, Homefield does send you a shipment of new potatoes to every shirt you order. If you use the code meet at midfield. Um, and while those potatoes aren't real and we are making them up right now, uh-huh. uh, that code does get you 15% off of your first purchase of their vintage collegiate apparel, which is very cool. Um, they have a lot of great shirts coming out every single week. Honestly, like I, mean, they've always been fantastic. I like think the weekly drops in the past, but like, just like the speed with which they're coming out with new, really cool gear and the quality of it every week is unbelievable. Um, I mean their production team, their design team, their content team. Uh, those guys are on point. Uh, they are really, really good. Um, I think we mentioned the Kansas gear uh, from last week and the Texas gear. Uh, they had some rice stuff dropping this week, yeah. uh, which looks awesome. It goes great with new um, potatoes
0: as well. You love to have some rice mm, and
1: new potato. That's good stuff. So true. So true. So um, true. And there's always new drops coming. Just keep your eye on it. Follow the account. Use the code. Buy some shirts. Buy some hats. Um, one of our buddies, one of our mutuals, uh Isaac was on the sideline for a game. Yeah. Uh and got nearly taken out, but claimed that the home field dad had saved him. Uh, so so <laughs> huge congrats to him. So yeah. it does have it does have restorative and, and healing properties too. That's
0: true. That is true. I've worn a home field shirt, just the base, like the original home field uh kind of beige with the black text on it. I've worn that on the sidelines several times this season. Um and it does have restorative effects. I can I can promise that. Uh, I, I can guarantee it's it's sort of holistic value. Um, there's seemingly no real. You don't have to prove anything when you say something like that. So yeah, it does. It has restorative uh, effects. It is uh, healing in nature, and it, it will it will cure you of whatever ailment you have. I think pretty much. And so uh, go to Homefield Apparel. use. mental illness. Yeah, including me- problems, including an inspe- uh, and especially mental illness. I think that's number one on the list of things that buying home field apparel stuff will cure for you. Uh, use code made at Midfield again for 15% off your first purchase. Ryan, where do you want to start here as we talk through week five?
1: Yeah, uh, I think we're going to kick things off. Um, we're going to – look, uh, we're not going to be too negative today, Patrick. We're in kind of good moods. I just had some good dim sum for dinner. I'm yeah. in kind of a good mood today. I had a but nice – we do uh, want to start off. I had a nice yeah. spaghetti and meatballs. It was
0: very, very Ooh. good. We had sort of a sausage okay. meatball, got some pasta at the uh, – at the farmers market, we have a crazy guy who sells pasta. At the farmers market, you love that. It was tasty. It was yep. good stuff.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so we're we're gonna start off with our I think our most negative take of the day, yeah. Which is just being pissed off at Mike Gelko. Yeah. Um, look, Duke lost twenty one to fourteen at home. Notre Dame. Um, the final like minute of this game is about as disastrous as I've ever seen for a team it was
0: um, it was really miserable. It was miserable to watch. I can't even imagine how it must have felt for duke like players on the field, for coaches, for the people there watching, for duke fans in general. Um this was it was really just a it was a sudden and and uh, really really devastating uh, comedy of errors here from duke at the end of this game where things go from looking so so good. They have a fourth and 16 on defense. One play, just need to get off the field, and they can win the game. Knock off a, you know, a a top, a highly ranked opponent ranked above them. Get another home win over a ranked opponent, um, and then it all falls apart, and then everything just collapses all at once. Um, God, it was it was really really shitty. It felt very bad. I would say it felt extremely bad to watch the end of this football game after what had been a really good second half from Duke, and I, I think that they. Uh, did everything that they needed to do here. And then it all went to shit immediately. It all just completely went to shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just so fast. I mean, and honestly, the frustrating part is, I mean, look, you guys all saw the game, right? Do count them on fourth and 16. Yeah, uh, They had them exactly one they um, You know, Sam Hartman had not done shit all day. Uh, he could not move the ball downfield. I think, on passes of, of 20 plus air yards. Yeah. He uh, said the numbers in our chat. What was that? I'm going to get that pulled up really quick. In the here, last, it was very pathetic. In the last yeah. two games, he's like two of
0: nine passing for 53 yards on throws, 20 plus yards down the field. He basically doesn't do it. And when he does do it, he sucks at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And all they had to do was keep the spy on him and just limit that or just send pressure, which we've been working all day. Yeah. Including, uh, on the two, is
0: a rip. including on the two, including on the two plays that immediately preceded it, it was back to back extremely successful blitzes that uh, nearly generated sacks, and then in, they did generate really shitty throws that could have been picked off. They nearly, nearly got the one on the play before um just guy couldn't hang on to it um and it's like the the it was so noticeable that the broadcast was praising them for not dropping eight for for sending pressure for staying aggressive and then it gets to fourth and 16 game on the line your defense has i mean stood on its fucking head all game the defense i thought was tremendous for for duke in this game and really did not deserve the result that it got here um (laughs) game on the line one play to to win it and you drop eight into coverage. You don't bring any pressure. You don't leave anybody within uh, 20 yards of Sam Hartman, and he runs for 18 yards in a first down, and then Notre Dame basically immediately scores, gets the two-point conversion. Duke goes back on offense, does nothing. Riley Leonard uh, gets his ankle rolled up on and leaves the game on on crutches. Um, this fucking sucked. This was really, really, really shitty, and Really shitty from Mike Elko, who blinked against an offense that you absolutely do not need to blink against. These guys suck. This offense is dog shit. Just blitz. They can't handle it. They can't block it. Sam Hardman yeah. can't read it. He certainly can't get away from it. Just fucking blitz. It was working all game. It was the only thing that was really working all game long. It was. They never had an answer for it. There's no reason
1: not to do it. Is there's there's, there's I, just there's just not. Yeah. I know you were working. Uh, most of the day today, but I, and I don't know if you had a chance to read my article, but did you, did you see my theory on what's happened to Mike Calco? No, what happened? So have you seen the horror movie? It follows? <laughs> no, but I'm aware of
0: the general concept. It I'm, I'm going to say yeah, it's the... not subtle in what happens in the movie. I, I'm going to assume
1: that something uh, follows something else. Well, yeah, the premise is basically there's this, this monster, right? You can take any shape, any form. Um, the person it is attached to or hunting it always moves forward at a steady pace it's always present it never stops it never sleeps you mm. think like any form it wants to it doesn't run it doesn't like you know advance it always knows where you are and it's always moving towards you yeah um it, the thing here is the monster is passed on sexually right it's a sexually transmitted monster okay so if you fuck someone the monster that goes after that person until it kills them, which point it reverts back to you and so on and so forth out of the chain. Yeah. So the only way to survive really is just keep sleeping with new people or like, you know, go across the ocean, whatever. Yeah. But my thing here, my theory is that when Ohio state beat Notre Dame um, in South bend, Ryan day passed on like the coward's curse, which he had probably been the most severe sufferer of among top programs um, to Marcus Freeman. Okay. And, marcus freeman was in a tough way but he successfully passed it on to mike elko during that game Mm -hmm. which means mike elko now has the coward's belt until he finds someone to blink against yeah um or someone someone to collapse against him yeah uh and look i mean they have games coming up um against Mike Norvell, right? They have him against oh, Jeff no. Brom at, at, at Louisville coming up soon. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, they're, uh, look, Elko needs to get that monkey off his back fast because yeah. it's going to spire really quickly on Duke here. Duke has some big games coming up. So unless he passes it on to somebody else, Duke could be in trouble. Dave Doran um, would love to contract this.
0: Dave Doran sort of has a menagerie of diseases already that he has contracted, and I think that this would be one that he wants to add to his arsenal. Kind of a
1: Mr. Burns-style individual. Yeah,
0: he's, he's living in a stasis because he has all of them all at once. Yeah, that, that seems like a- a, a good opportunity to do that. Where did Ryan Day contract this? Do we know?
1: I've been thinking about that. I, I, I had to go back and probably check the logs. I, it might be Harbaugh. Um, I think Harbaugh James probably... Franklin.
0: He hasn't lost to Franklin.
1: Oh, you're right. He lost to Franklin. It's probably Harbaugh. Yeah. He probably
0: mm-hmm. got it from Harbaugh.
1: He probably did get it from Harbaugh. Damn. Yeah. Um, Such is
0: life. Mm. Shouldn't have done that. You, shouldn't have, you should not have fucked Jim Harbaugh. That's the first rule that they tell you when you take over as Ohio State's head coach, don't fuck Jim Harbaugh. We know he's going to say some (laughs) things that might try to sway you. He's very, very persuasive. You can't let him win. You cannot allow him to do this because he does have the it follows monster uh, on his back at all times, and uh, he wants to get rid of it. He really, really wants to get rid of it. You can't let him do it. You, you know that Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day are just absolutely making that room stink. Yeah, I think uh. that it probably did originate <laughs> at least in his current form with James Franklin. I think that he's probably the guy who who uh, kind of he has beaten Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of kind of patient zero here. I think he did uh, he did bring this into the world with some of his decisions, his various decisions. Um, Oof. Yeah, what a what a dirty group of hobos those three are. No, thank you. Um, mm. Take a, take a sponge bath. We need all three of those guys to be getting <laughs> sponge bath. Um, I don't want to be sponging them. Do you? No, I don't um, want to do it, but somebody else can. As I'm sure someone yeah. is available to do that. They have a a large staff of GAs on those on those programs <laughs> a lot of sponge bath possible candidates right there
1: yeah um they're they're offering shemmy his job back well if he sponges down <laughs> pat fitzgerald
0: has been making um, a tour of the big 10 i hear he would be very interested in that sort of position um yeah something to think about uh yeah this sucks this sucks uh duke blew it mike elko specifically blew it i don't think duke is at the duke players are at all to blame for this their coach uh shit his pants in the in the big pivotal moment he had a chance to uh to go for the kill and he refused to do it and now he has uh now he has the stink on him. Now he has the severe stink on him. Yeah, Very yeah. unfortunate. Stuff.
1: I, I will say I think I like we should credit Duke's defensive line. They were um, awesome, man. They
0: were so fucking good. Both lines yeah. for Duke were really impressive in this game, specifically in the second half. Notre Dame was gassed. Duke Duke physicaled them. This is not as big a team as Notre Dame is by any means, but they have uh it's it's junkyard dogs across the board on that roster. And uh they they deserve... it was a trench play game. Yeah, yeah it was
1: 100 a trench play game. Like yeah. that was just two offensive lines, two defensive lines deciding the outcome. I mean, like the, the secondaries are fine or whatever, but like, they're both above average. Yeah. But I mean, that's a game decided purely by trench play and by coaching. Yeah. Um, which you have to respect. I do. I do appreciate that. I mean, look, Notre dame's is a, a good ball club. I think. Like, I, I think I made fun of them in the in the off season a lot. Mm-hmm this is a team that should finish something like nine and three or 10 and two. Like this is a good team that has a hard schedule and is playing pretty well against it. Yeah. Um, they got a little bit bailed out here, but they also bailed a highest out last week. I don't know if that balances out or if uh, I don't Karmically know. Karmically. Um, of. yeah. Yeah. But, um, the thing that does suck really badly is the injury to Riley Leonard. Yeah. Right. Um, it looks like it's going to be a high ankle sprain. There was some concerns with Achilles at first, which it is not. Thankfully. Yeah. Um, so it said it's not season ending. Season ending. Not sure when it's going to come back. When uh, when he'll be available. But um, it just sucks, man. Just really sucks.
0: It sucks. The bye week here for them is is well timed. At least they do have. Um, they're off this upcoming week before they go and and play NC State at home on October fourteenth. So. They get a little bit of time. I don't imagine that that's going to be enough time to recover from a high ankle sprain, unless it just looked a lot worse on on the the TV than it really is, which sometimes is the case with ankle injuries. You know, he's 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 a young guy. Maybe he can he can hopefully bounce back. But it just sucks. It was a really really deflating end to what had been a a, a very good football game, and I think one that Duke deserved a a better result than it got in Notre Dame, you know, gets the job done, takes advantage, but uh, Jesus Duke had this and, and, and Mike Elko let it go. Um, yeah. it's a bummer. It's a bummer to see that happen. Uh, this For one, I sure. this one, I think you can also attribute to to coaches, but I would not really say it's a bummer. It's more one of those where it's like, wow, both of you guys are really stupid, huh? Both of you guys really suck ass. And that would be Ole Miss 55 LSU 49. Um, LSU has fucked up the bag very, very, very badly. This secondary is, ridic- is preposterously bad, ridiculously bad for what they, for what this program is, for what they have access to. Um, and then they uh, they sucked down the end. They they had the they had a, a two score lead in the fourth quarter and then they blew it and Ole Miss gets the win. This was a uh, this was a losing competition. This was blowing this was a blowing the game competition. And Brian Kelly uh, blew the game worse than Lane Kiffin did.
1: Yeah, uh, man. I mean, I don't know. I w- I was looking back at it, and I think he blew the game in a certain sense via coaching, which is in that he employs Matt House and mm-hmm. allowed Matt House to move Harold Perkins to linebacker. Yeah. um But <laughs> why did he do like that? In- <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> but the in-game stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think they both were kind of just. Uh, I don't really have an opinion on who blew it more in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like Brian Kelly calls the plays, right? Like he's never been that. He no. hasn't done that since Cincinnati. No. Uh, if even then. So uh, to me, I guess I'm. Um, um... It's just that, like you know, LSU secondary sucks, right? Like they've had some injuries there, but they also clearly aren't coached well enough. They're tackling; um, it's a is, bad. They're tackling, tackling is, is horrible.
0: inexcusable. For I mean, even if your secondary isn't very talented, they should be able to fucking tackle. I don't care how many injuries you've had. Your guys have to be able to tackle. That's the first thing that you do. What are you doing? <laughs> Why can't they tackle? Why are their angles so shitty?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I, and also, I, I don't know. I saw people like praising lane kiffin for being aggressive and i don't know like there was one punt from lsu where i i think like procedural stuff like the, the punt they had in the fourth quarter where they punted with about two and a half minutes left um it was a fourth and 12 forty five. you can't really go for that yeah. with the lead uh the problem was they got a fourth and five, a fourth and 12 because they had a delay of game penalty right and took a sack on the previous play it was bad offense, but like I don't think Brian Kelly was like insufficiently aggressive. Like I don't think Kelly's go for it calls or game management is that bad. It's just that like he made some bad hires, yeah. and they all bit him in the same game, yeah. Um, which is his fault to clarify, but it's just a disaster all around for LSU to have two losses before October, right? Yeah. It's 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 inexcusable, yeah. Because um, I mean that's pretty much it, you know. Unless there's a a really
0: uh, crazy next two months ahead of us, which is a possibility. There's you know. There's not really. They a can proven, still win the West. I yeah. There's not sure. really a proven yeah. team in the SEC right now, other than. I mean, I guess. I was gonna say Georgia. I don't really feel great about that. We're gonna talk about that in a in a little bit.
1: Um, yeah. This, so I mean, S Plus has Bamba as a one point game with A uh, and M this weekend. Yeah, like it's, it's still it's not like there's anyone ahead. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's up in the air, but nobody has ever made the the college football playoff with two losses and. LSU has two losses before October. It is a disaster. It is a disaster with the roster sure. that they have. They should be better than this. Their receivers, I thought, were really impressive in this game. I thought Jaden Daniels played really, really well. And then at the end, he just kind of didn't anymore. And I don't know if that was just Ole Miss adjusting. Yeah, the Ole Miss pressure got home. Yeah, too. I, I think yeah. Ole Miss was was smart to be aggressive. there. their their defense is also a disaster, um, which is not a huge surprise. If you know anything about anything that Ole Miss is doing on
1: uh, yeah. the football field, losing Just... your entire secondary to transfer, <laughs> and then like also hiring the guy who made Alabama's defense bad yeah. and immediately is awesome again once he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Her- yeah, yeah, like that's yeah, that's not great. I don't know that. I mean,
0: generally, I don't know that you want to be hiring coaches out of spite. I don't. I don't know that that's the best approach to bring to bring, you know building a staff. Is well, who would make my former employer the most angry about me bring, bringing him in? Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know about all that. I need to prove that the, this guy is actually really smart and that it's the best coach of all time. Who's stupid as shit? No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. It's no, probably not. Probably that. Not. It's probably got,
1: you know got fired for a reason. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Credit to Old Miss for winning. It was it was an entertaining game, or nothing else. Right. That was a yeah. that was a thriller. Yeah. Um. They. Like I was impressed with the Russian attack; they, they got it going. Mm-hmm. I think also, I, you know, I you know I don't want to say nice things to Alabama. It's kind of my whole thing to not do that. But how impressed are you with the Alabama defense now after seeing what LSU allowed for roll this?
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really think about that all that much. I didn't really think about them at all during this game. <laughs> not, that's not my problem. You didn't? I was no. I, that's kind of a. I
1: was kind of thinking
0: that. I'm going to Alabama defenses might be the best of the country. I'm going to leave that in any, any thoughts I have about Alabama's defense being very good. I just let that kind of sit in the back of my head. I just, I don't really need to be, I don't want to actively think about it because I will take then psychic damage. I just kind of let it linger. I don't really need to, I don't want to pay attention to that right now. That's not a thought I'm going to be having.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Whatever. Uh, But a good win for Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin probably got the best win of his career, right? Um, yeah. Not it doesn't take a whole lot to do that. No, <laughs> if you're
0: if you're, no. if you're Lane Kiffin, but you got to start somewhere. <laughs> every yeah. every high every first high score is still technically a high score. Um, so yeah, good good for them. They got the job done. I will say also, uh, Ole Miss is uh, Ole Miss's crowd setting the tone here. Uh, winning this game down the stretch for Ole Miss by throwing a bunch of piss cans onto the field after a bad call. Um, mm-hmm. Ole Miss scored the next 15 points and won the game after that happened, and you have to assume that it's because a whole bunch of rednecks were throwing piss cans onto the field. That that'll, yep. that'll that that galvanize... call was fucking nuts. Yeah, it too. was a it was a bad call. Galvanizes the team when you do that when you're
1: throwing not not beer only did down it. Not only was it a bad call, like the fact they overturned the correct call on the field to make yeah. it a worse call yeah. was unconscionable to me. I could not imagine it. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um my last yeah, thought on but... this game and then we can move on
0: is and we've talked about this I think on the podcast before, Robert Griffin III needs to be in jail. I hate that motherfucker. He is the he is I can't stand him. He has to be the worst one on TV right now. He, he is oh, uh, it being subjected him to Tim his Brando. Yeah, being subjected to his shit for 4 hours in a college football game. Oh my god, it's awful! It is really, really awful. There's a reason that they don't let fucking Dan Orlovsky call a game. Maybe they do. I don't know. Um, they shouldn't. It shouldn't should be allowed there, to yeah. do that. You <laughs> shouldn't be allowed to to do that for a full fucking game. It's 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 noxious. Just awful. Awful. Awful shit. Imagine, He's,
1: imagine you put Tim Brando, Robert Griffin the Third, and Matt Barry in the same booth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining. I'm imagining it, and then I'm it. imagining sort of
0: a. Uh, several scenarios that could then happen to that booth, that would be uh, good for the good of humanity. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun to think about. Next up here, the IRA, the British royal family's in there. Um, <laughs> Go get them, boys! <laughs> <laughs> the Queen is wearing uh, a
1: disguise. <laughs> all right, we've got two more games this year. We're going to talk about um, the first one. Oh, you have a few more, but two in a row. Yeah. Uh, the first one is George. Or just surviving the upset bid from Auburn, twenty-seven to twenty. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I don't have any thoughts on on Auburn really. Like, I, I think they're I have a couple just as bad as I, I guess. Like, I, I think they kind of suck. It was kind of funny that the Peyton Forms is just moving the ball consistently. Yeah. Um. I guess I was kind of amused by that for him relative to Peyton the, the whole Thor, game. Yes. Yeah, the whole game was just Brock Bowers. That was the whole thing. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Brock Bowers on, uh, on the final three possessions for Georgia, he had six catches for 147 yards and a touchdown, which was 60 percent of their total offense in those three drives. (laughs) Um, Before that, they had they had six points. Yeah, Uh, it was just he was the whole he was the whole game. That's it. Yeah, I mean.
0: That's it. Yeah, that's probably, that's about (laughs) it. Probably. Um, I have a couple Auburn thoughts. One, just pick a quarterback. We don't need to do this shit where you're going back and forth. I think Mm -hmm. they should probably just go with Ashford because they're not going to be able to pass the ball. Anyway, you might as well be able to run. Peyton Thorne is not fooling anybody. This was a good game relative to him and it still wasn't that good of a game. Um, just run the ball. It shouldn't be that hard. Just run the ball. Um, two, I did think their defense was very good, save for the time when Brock Bowers decided that he wanted to end the game. Um, you can't, there's not really, I don't think a whole lot you can do about that as an opposing defense. I don't know that there are many defenses that will have a good answer for Brock Bowers decided that he wanted to be done and that's it. Once he decides that you're kind of well, you can just throw up your hands. Ah, shit. He wanted to play. He, <laughs> I was hoping we could just keep him from wanting to play for most of the game, but they pissed him off enough that he wanted to try and and just dominated. Um, but I, I did think the defense was pretty good outside of that. Obviously, that was the game. That was the thing that decided it. Um, on the Georgia side of things. Oh, and also just some of the some of the short yardage play calling from Hugh Freeze was uh, lacking. I would say. Lacking in his decision making mm-hmm. ability. So I'm going to run right into the teeth of the defense on, on consecutive plays on third and fourth and short. They were
1: doing so well attacking them on the edge, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because not everyone's attacked Georgia all season. Did yeah. you know that, I, I, that every team Georgia has played this year had its best mark of the season in rushing yards per carry against them? Damn. George, yeah, Georgia's defense is is strangely undisciplined.
0: Like, very, it's jarring to see their their tackling and their setting the edge. It's just not very good right now. I don't know. I would assume it gets fixed as the season goes on, but it has not been it has not been impressive so far this season. And and several teams have taken advantage of that. And I would assume that there are several teams on the schedule that can take advantage of that. Kentucky comes to mind. Kentucky's got a pretty good halfback. We're gonna talk about him in just a second. And he might be in for a good day if Georgia continues to have their their discipline issues in the second and third levels of this defense. Um, But uh, I guess otherwise on the Georgia side of things, they figured it out when they needed to. They turned it on when they needed to. This offense is shaky. It is firmly shaky. I don't trust this offense.
1: No, nor do I. Um, They're just too inconsistent. They don't wake up quickly. They don't execute well. It looks like a Bobo offense, right? It's pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, It's just telling here as well uh georgia's four fbs opponents are a combined three and 13 in the season <laughs> but with all of them all of them except ball state they've been in a, a, a contested game in the second half yeah like every single one of them it's they're, they're not really pulling away from teams they're not dominating um i've just been wildly unimpressed with georgia and i think we we talked about them taking a step back but the schedule being so terrible i'm not sure how much it matters but they're just they don't look that good man like I, I don't I think this is a team that has been so lackluster and like just sleepwalking that I don't know I wouldn't be surprised that like there are like four losable games in their schedule with the way they're playing yeah um now they're yeah. not actually going to do that because those teams are also kind of kind of cheeks and, and have bad coaches but like you know I wouldn't be shocked that, Odyssey Georgia drop a very stupid one this season, yeah. and then we'll see what happens in Atlanta. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is not impossible to imagine them getting caught sleepwalking by a better team than the ones who have nearly caught them sleepwalking. South Carolina, Auburn are not the best examples on this schedule of, of what you can do against a, a very tired, very sort of lackluster Georgia team. Um, there are better teams here that they will play, who will catch them if they are not up for it, right? You you can't you can't keep doing this shit. You got to figure it out. And they very well could. You know they they have as much talent as anybody, and and have won the championship two years in a row. And you you have to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt there. But they just they just they look shaky. They don't. I don't feel I don't feel very good about it right now. Um, next up here, staying in the SEC, and then we're gonna move on to a different conference. Kentucky 33, Florida 14. Kentucky just beat the hell out of these guys. It was not oh, it was not competitive. Kentucky really just 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 pounded the rock and they did it all fucking game. Ray Davis had an amazing game for them at halfback. I really really enjoyed watching him play. Devin Leary did not play well and it didn't matter. Didn't matter at all. They ran the shit out of the ball. They completely stuffed them on defense. Florida had nothing going here. Kentucky dominated.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean um i thought it was great to watch like it's just so many of the problems we pointed out about florida's whole roster construction too like this patchwork offensive line a bunch of transfers uh their fat ass out of shape defensive line um they just got absolutely worked they have this whole thing they're priding themselves on is being bigger and more physical than everyone else in the lines and they got absolutely pushed around Mm. it wasn't a finesse thing it wasn't like kentucky schemed them up really well they took them to the point of attack and just beat them into the ground for four quarters yep um they didn't even have a passing attack. Devin Leary was bad this game. He's been bad all season. Yeah. As much as I like him, like I, I, I have to say, he sucked all year, and it didn't matter. They whooped his ass. Yeah. <laughs> he whooped their ass. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and Florida got a pretty good Graham Burks game too. Uh he's obviously never going to be like a, a, a difference maker, like win a game for you. But the guy was twenty five of thirty. Right. He hit the throws you asked him to hit. Yeah. Um, I do. It is. It, it is like, extremely
0: funny that they have managed to. Uh, Graham Mertz is, is much better at putting up empty numbers than Anthony Richardson was. <laughs> he's he's completing like 80% of his passes. He's he's hitting the easy ones. He's putting up a bunch of yards that don't matter. And it's like, what <laughs> were you guys doing last year? What was going on that you have a quarterback though can, completing 45% of his passes? It can't be that
1: hard. You're doing it with no. Graham Mertz. It's, it's unbelievable. Like They didn't fund him changed the offense. <laughs> I think I don't think the offensive line is night and day better. I think it's still pretty bad. Uh, uh, the skill talent receiver probably got worse. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool, cool to know. think about that. I already bitched about this, but like I, I get a tweet now, like once or twice a week during the NFL season, about like you know someone telling me how wrong I was, Matthew Richardson. And you look over, and he's like, he was 11 of 25 today, and I get tweets about how awesome he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what sport is he supposed to play? I don't know. It's um, not baseball. No, it's not baseball. Going 300 isn't good. He's, he's, going, he's <laughs>
0: highlight mode. He's the highlight man. They love it. It's, everybody loves the highlight man. Um, <laughs> just don't watch the rest of the plays. It's fine. Just watch the highlights. Uh, anyway, anything else on this game before we move on?
1: Uh, no, Florida sucks. We were right. It's yeah. embarrassed they were ever ranked. Yeah. Just, I guess I would like to just bitch about how, how annoying it is that despite all the evidence like in non-con and just what we see on the field telling us the sec is dog shit this year mm-hmm. um the, it's still i i know i sound like a fucking loser ohio state fan when i do this but just like the inherent polling bias towards ranking like this many sec teams where they lose games and look like shit is so annoying yeah um like the, the 20 to 23 has kentucky missouri tennessee lsu um you want to rank Kentucky and Missouri because they're undefeated. Fine, they deserve that. But why are Tennessee and LSU ranked? What do yeah. they deserve? Yeah. What is the what is the quality win there?
0: What are we? This <laughs> like oh wow, very impressive from from you know this this group and going and beating a dog shit Mississippi State team, right? Like oh, okay, cool. It doesn't seem like it's that hard to do. Um, it's very annoying. It, it's 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 circular logic that never there's never a way out of it, even when it is very clear that the conference is not what is not what it once was um and uh yeah it just doesn't it doesn't seem like there's any willingness to admit that uh, other than you know people who are actually watching it who aren't making money off of it essentially yeah yeah pretty cool next <sighs> up this one sucks uh texas 40 kansas 14 kansas without jalen daniels that's the whole game i don't really know honestly that i have any other thoughts on it jason bean was not good jason bean is not jalen daniels and that was that he was, was it not just not good he was really bad yeah he was really bad um this was going to be a game state game for kansas if they were going to win and you can't have that if jason bean is your quarterback because he made way too many mistakes he fucked up very badly several times he just couldn't move the offense consistently and that is more than enough for texas to to, to pull
1: away and that's what happened i will say that I don't know, like we can, for our brand's sake, we can, we can offer up the counterfactual if Daniel's played, it would have been a way different game. Mm-hmm. And I do think Kansas would have been way more competitive if he did. Uh, but the way Texas ran the ball on this team, yeah, uh, I, I think it probably would have been difficult. And of course, like you said, Game State would have changed that. They would have been the football more. I know all of that, but, but I do how does how easily Texas moved the ball all day does make me question if if Kansas ever would have been able to win this game, they might've made it more competitive with Daniels. I think in fact, they definitely would have, but it would have taken some weird results for them to win, you know, a couple like of some fumble lock or something like that. But I think Texas is despite my best efforts to hate on them and make fun of Sark. They are, they have been very impressive so far. I have them as my number one team in the country through, through five games. Damn. I don't know about all that.
0: They did run the ball really well. Their offense looked a lot more in sync in this one than it has throughout the season. That's about all I have on this one. We'll see. You got a big one this week. Um that I think will tell us a lot more than than the first couple of weeks have for either team involved. I think it's it's Red River this week, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That'll be that'll be informative. Next up, another quarterback injury game, but another game that I do want to give credit to the winner of Oregon State 21, Utah 7. Very impressed with Oregon State here. Um, they they took care of business. They did what they should do against a, a Utah team that just doesn't have an offense without Cam Rising. Just nothing, nothing going for them on that side of the ball. Uh, Oregon State mashed. I thought in a really impressive way. They they ran the ball decently well. They stopped the run pretty well. I thought this was a uh, a statement win and a bounce back win for Oregon State. It has the asterisk because Utah was not healthy, but Utah has not been healthy all season, and nobody had beaten them yet. Oregon State back into the hunt in the Pac 12. Um, good, uh, really good result for them.
1: Yeah, uh, impressive for them. I do think, like, on a certain level, like, you know, I love Utah, but I, I cannot take this Utah team seriously until Cam Rising and Breck Ethie are back. Yeah, uh, there's just no offense. They're not going to beat any quality team in, in the Pac 12 until they have him back. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They have I don't back, know what rather. they,
0: I don't, I don't know how they
1: managed that against UCLA last week. <laughs> i mean yeah defensive touchdown the first play is how right yeah that'll help (laughs) yeah and also ucla is not that good i think but um yeah utah gets a bye week this week uh before playing cal which is basically just a a, i mean a lesser version of what they do right which they should to win the game either way but uh, when you get to that october 21st date with usc they are going to need to have some semblance of offense to win that game yeah i think they can push usc around a little bit and it's fun to watch but and, of course, USC de- USC's defense makes everyone's offense look relatively good. Uh-huh. Uh, but you need to have some firepower to score in that game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I-, I just don't know how long it's going to take to these guys back. Uh, it's hard to, t- to take them seriously until then. Yep,
0: I think that that is fair. Let's talk about USC real quick. 48-41 victory over Colorado. They had a huge lead at one point in this game, and then Colorado uh, comes basically all the way back. I don't think Colorado was ever going to win this football game, but they certainly made it ugly for USC, um, and USC helped them along quite a bit. That defense, man, it's just not good. It's just not good. It's it's not good in fundamental ways. It's not going to get better. They don't care about it. They don't care that the defense isn't good. They don't really... The The value here is not winning. The, the goal is not winning for USC. It's something else. Um, uh, fuck these guys i hate this i hate this shit i hate this team they are going to lose several games and they deserve to this is not a good football team
1: yeah i i'm just waiting on the day until we can we can get that happening yeah um colorado is not that good of a football team right no. Like we just <laughs> absolutely obliterated by Oregon. no um no they are i not. know everyone is circling notre dame and utah because the play style uh-huh and, and i think those are the correct ones to circle but I don't know. Like would it shock you if if, if Arizona want to want to shoot out? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I don't listen, Arizona has better receivers than USC
0: does. Oh, yeah. it does. Uh, it
1: does. I don't know about all that. It does. I'm not look, I'm not I am not hating on any part of of USC's offense except how annoying the praise for Caleb Williams is. Uh-huh. Um we've just seen his kind of quarterback like the, the, the problem with Caleb Williams is not how he plays in the field that is sometimes like annoying to watch because how little he likes playing in structure and just how easy it is when his receivers run open constantly yeah uh but the annoying part about him is the draft comparisons and how he gets probably like a generational prospect that you know is like an Andrew Luck like you know level prospect which is fucking nuts um but yeah i mean look usc's offense is sick i can't deny that right the biggest problem is just that usc's defense is one of the worst we've ever seen at this level Mm um and just like i don't know they don't play hard (laughs) like they they don't play good assignments they don't seem to care they don't have any pride uh they're poorly coached the whole thing is just a disaster to watch and I, i don't know like just fuck these guys overall i just can't stand watching them play yeah
0: It is really, it feels, it's insulting. It is insulting to watch them play. It does not feel like they're taking it seriously. It doesn't feel like they um, want to be there. I just, I think that this team is pretty much everything that I don't like about college football rolled into one team. Just go, everybody involved in this, just go to the NFL. Lincoln Riley, get the fuck out of this sport. You obviously don't like it. We don't want you here. Go away. Go go coach the fucking Chargers.
1: I don't care. It's not my problem. The funniest part about this is when they arrogantly scheduled that week 13 bye week, yeah. uh, the bye week before the conference title game, thinking they'd definitely be playing for it there. Now, I, I think to me, it seems very likely they're going to miss that game based on their schedule. And yeah, they have like four thing. or
0: five losable games left in the conference. <laughs> and they have like six games left yeah. in the conference.
1: Yep, hundred percent. You know, like to me, that's going to be so funny. The idea of like, they play their last game at UCLA, then just sit at home uh, for the next two weeks. while every other good team plays. <laughs> Uh, and then they go play some meaningless bowl game uh, like they're going to go play in the points editable or whatever. Yeah, I can't wait. I, yeah, we're, so we're
0: we're looking at an all time early draft declaration from several guys on this team. <laughs> Guy, oh, yeah.
1: Guys declaring
0: oh, yeah. in, in early November. I'm going to actually I'm going to dip out. Uh, we just lost back to back games and I'm gonna go. I think I'm done here. Um yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be that'll be really fun. The first ever freshman declaration from Zach Branch. <laughs> Getting the hell out of here. Go, go play in the USFL for a couple of years. I'll see you guys later. He's, he's good enough, man. Yeah, he's good enough. He go play well. in CFL for Don't years. waste your time yeah. here. Just go do something else. Um <clears throat> next up, Baylor thirty six UCF thirty five. UCF I believe was ahead thirty five to seven in the third quarter of mm-hmm. this game. And, and then, and then a lot of things happened and then several things happened all at once. And all of them were bad for UCF nearly managed to to pull out a a game winning drive here at the end after a ridiculous play from Timmy McLean to extend the game, but they missed the potential game winning kick pretty badly was not super close. Um, It was too long of a kick to really ask the guy to to make. Um, I mean, good win for Baylor, I guess. I don't know how the fuck they did this, but they did it. They found a way to win. UCF, meanwhile, finds a way to lose and is in a not very good spot right now.
1: Yeah, I do just want to read the drive chart really quick. because it's very funny. Uh Um, UCF opened the second half with their, you know, 14 play, 84 yard touchdown drive. Went to Baylor field goal, UCF interception, Baylor touchdown, Mm -hmm. UCF four and out punt. Baylor touchdown, uh, UCF fumbled. It was covered by Baylor for a touchdown. UCF punt, Baylor field goal, uh, UCF missed field goal. Mm-hmm. Just as bad as a second half as you could ever possibly have. Yeah, I, uh, I don't really think you could possibly. I don't think you could.
0: You could not have lost this game with anything less than the worst possible performance, and they delivered it. This was as bad as you could do down the stretch of this game. You, you cannot fuck it up worse than they did.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's honestly impressive to see. Um, I think this maybe saved Dave Aranda for a while. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going like, to get fired in October or anything like that. But it was looking pretty gnarly there <laughs> for a second. And I think this win, this like miraculous rabbit-in-the-hat comeback, gets him some goodwill yeah. and probably builds up some faith going into a stretch of four very winnable games. Yes. Um,
0: you can see this galvanizing t- a team. You can see a team rallying around this and, and that it continued to fight in what looked like a blowout, you can, you can very easily see a team rallying around that.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, they get Texas Tech at home by week at Cincinnati home against Iowa state and Houston. Yep. Um, I don't think they're good enough to win all four of those games, but three and one seems reasonable, yep. which uh, puts you over 500. Yep. Puts you over 500. That would be, more
0: than what we were thinking that they would do um, in the third quarter of this game. So, good comeback win for them. <laughs> really bad loss for UCF. I would recommend not doing that again. Uh, James Madison, mm-hmm. 31. South Alabama, 23. James Madison is up to 5-0 and for the second time in as many years. They have, of course, been an FBS program for two years. Um, another good win, man. They, they, it's not always pretty with these guys. This one was specifically not pretty. Neither offense was especially good in this game. But they are extremely good at beating you at what you are good at they're very very talented they're very very smart um this is an impressive program i've said it before i'm sure i will say it again and it, it's an impressive win here they did what they needed to do and they remain unbeaten they should the Sun Belt should let these guys play in the conference title game what is the ncaa going to do they're not going to do anything there's nothing that they can do they have no power let these guys play they're the best team in the conference
1: yeah they rock i mean i think tomorrow on our, on our show we're going to do a uh, top five, of the G5 ranking. Yeah, um, you and I. So we'll talk about them more then. But I'm very, very impressed with them through through these five weeks. Um, yeah, they rule. Yeah. Um, next game here, two teams that do not rule. A uh, and M won 34-22 uh, in Jerry World against Arkansas in the Jerry Jones Bowl. Um, have you seen the numbers on Sam Pittman's buyout? No, no, I
0: haven't. I haven't. I haven't been moved to look to that quite yet. But I, it is, it is rapidly approaching. What are they? Uh,
1: I believe it drops. I don't have the exact number. I should pull those out. Um, but it drops by over fifty percent if he finishes the losing record.
0: Oh. Um. <laughs> Who's your agent, <laughs> Sam? Who is your agent yeah, that um,
1: let you do that?
0: You can't do that. Yeah. That's the exact time you mm-hmm. would get fired. Why would you let them do? That?
1: it's not a good idea no um oh here's our our boy from saturday down south connor ogara has the buyout numbers uh i actually don't know this guy i'm just saying our boy for no reason Mm -hmm. um let's pull it up here Hmm, this guy advertised it as a buyout it doesn't fit until 20 paragraphs in okay never
0: mind fuck this guy
1: um not our boy certified if he's fired without cause he's owed 75% of his remaining contract however Pittman's record is below 500 when he's fired he's only owed 50% of his remaining contract (laughs)
0: that's nuts Um, that's a nuts that's
1: a crazy thing to put in your contract
0: that's the number one most likely time that they would fire you is when you are losing games why would you do that yeah
1: yeah, the buyout will be ten and a half million if he's below five hundred. Oh. And it's only fifteen point seven if he's above five hundred. That's nothing. Um, that is very easy. I mean, he's not gonna be fired if he's above five hundred, but if he yeah. does go below, I think this might be a very likely time
0: for him to get fired. Yeah. I honestly and I know that a lot of coaches won't do this as like a pride thing. Um they're all, you know, they're all marching in pride, they, they have other things going on. Um he should retire. He should retire. He should not let them fire him. He should go out uh, retiring and not make this like a whole big thing he has enough money he's an older guy just retire go into an administrative role go into a nice cushy job you'll real recoup the, those earnings eventually just retire it would be fine you you don't have to i would you don't have to do this i would take the buyout money and go be iowa's offensive coordinator okay <laughs> it's uh, something you can sort of another one cushy job to another there um yeah, just retire. Negotiate some sort of retirement. You're not going to get the full buyout. Just figure out some kind of severance, and uh, you don't need to do this anymore. It's fine. You can just you can just stop. You don't have to do it for the rest of your life. You're an older guy. Just enjoy the time that you have left on this earth and, and, and relax a little bit. You don't need to be running all over God's green earth trying to recruit linemen. You could just retire. It's fine. He doesn't already have a giant Razorback statue at his house. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good uh, investment. <laughs> That'll <laughs> appreciate in value. I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Another
1: SEC game here. We've got to move on to Yeah, we got um, two more here. Two more. Yeah. Tennessee uh, rolled South Carolina, 41, 20, uh, and Alabama is the same Mississippi state, 40 to 17. Bama only threw the ball 16 times. No uh, role yeah. completed 12 of them. But basically what has happened for Bama is the defense is nasty. It's mm-hmm. a very good defense. They forced three turnovers uh, from Will Rogers, uh, and the running game is fixed, yeah. which I don't think Bama is like back or anything like that. Like I don't think this is a a playoff team or a title team, but you can win 10 games with a Russian attack and a great Bama defense pretty easily.
0: Yeah, you're very, very, very talented Kentucky. Kentucky has won a lot of games in the SEC doing that. You have more talent than them. You can do that. It's, it's not that... It's not, there's nothing wrong with just doing that. Um, I'm definitely I said this on last week's show. I am definitely of the opinion that Nick Saban went into the offensive meetings and said, All right, enough. Uh we're not gonna we're not gonna do this anymore. Stop trying to reinvent yeah. the wheel, just run the football. Um and, I guess what is the yeah.
1: difference between what Alabama's gonna do the rest of the year and what Michigan does? Um hmm. <laughs>
0: It's a good question. A lesser man would say JJ McCarthy, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to yeah, say that. At I guess all. Michigan has
1: Michigan has better running backs. Okay. Um I man, think Michigan is a
0: better I team than Alabama. I'm going to ma- I'm going to be clear about that. I, we've made fun, I, I we've made so fun of Michigan. I think so. I think Michigan
1: think, would definitely beat Bama if they played this season. Yeah, I think Michigan um, is a lot
0: better at this than Alabama is cuz Alabama's not been built to do it. They can do it. They have the ability to adjust and do it, but Michigan does this. I think Michigan would win that game and is yeah, better at it than is Alabama team is. Speed yeah I, I don't know
1: like i i think yeah i'd be curious to see it i don't know that'd be a fun game to play hopefully they both must have played off me on the tennessee game how do people do this every week like at the first quarter of every south carolina game i see some tweet about how special spencer rattler is uh-huh. and how he's like he's QB 3 in the draft or whatever and then every single time you check his stat line he like threw two interceptions for, like 148 yards mm. um it's honestly it's very impressive that people keep doing this to themselves. I think it the is. Guy sucks. I think it is because everybody just watches the
0: first quarter of every South Carolina game and Spencer Rattler yeah. knows that. He knows well that's going to be the, that's going to be when the TVs are on. That's going to be when the PFF guys are, are you know cutting clips to post on Twitter. They're not going to pay attention after the first quarter because we'll be down twenty-one to seven. Um, I just need to show up then, and then it doesn't even matter what <laughs> I do after that. He's he's adjusting. T- TV Spencer is is changing as we go. He's learning. He's he's becoming self-aware. He understands exactly when the peak of guys cutting clips of his throws are, is, and he knows how to maximize that. So that he can get drafted despite not playing well in a single game that he ever plays.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool for him. Yeah. Um he does suck. Also Joe Milton sucks. Yeah. Um really nasty injury to Brew McCoy. I don't know if you saw that one, but uh he is gonna be out for a long time, I think. Yeah. yeah um unfortunate. Yeah. Uh yeah. Anyway. Well, these two teams are just uninteresting to me. I don't, I don't know. Um I don't really have any South Carolina's as bad as we thought they'd be uh in the ways we thought they'd be i guess tennessee has some compelling games coming up but I, they obviously look like dog shit against florida Yeah, how did they do uh, that they have... how did they manage to lose to florida how do you do that what well, you it's have crazy. to try to
0: do that come
1: on yeah i mean they have a bye week their office next week then they play AM at home and oh. Bama and kentucky on the road oh god in three consecutive weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god so...
1: oh no Oh, well. uh, and then after that, it's UConn, then road game at Missouri, home game against Georgia. huh so it was fun. I would say that things could get pretty nasty for Tennessee. Yeah, I was going to um, say it was fun while it lasted, but
0: I don't really know that it was. It was, <laughs> it was kind of fun while it lasted, I guess. I think that's. I think yeah. we're just about done here with Tennessee. Um, next up, Clemson thirty-one, Syracuse fourteen. Syracuse just does not have the juice to pull this off. Um, Clemson, I thought pulled away pretty well and, and, and put this game away impressively. Syracuse just does not just, just can't really keep up. I I, I think it was an admirable effort from Syracuse, but they did not have the, uh, they didn't have the horses to hang here and yeah clemson, I mean, all the guys are hurt Everyone yeah is. all the guys are hurt their horses are, are are in this are they're they're in this they're taking they're taking them out back they were in the stable they're taking them out back behind the stadium they're they're doing unspeakable things they're they're putting them down folks they're putting the horses down um and clemson survives for another week um yeah. i don't really know what they're playing for at this point they're not going to do anything this year but good for them for continuing to uh care i guess more than i can say about
1: you what am my uh yeah, one of my favorite things about watching college football with like more casual fans is asking them to guess how old Dino Babers is, <laughs> and they show him on the sideline. Uh-huh. Um, that's always a fun party trick, I guess. Um, that is fun. That's my thought of this game. Yeah, yeah. good and good and good <laughs> for him for
0: continuing to look so young despite being so old. Uh, next up, Michigan forty-five, Nebraska seven. Also, Penn State fourteen, Northwestern uh, or Penn State forty-one, Northwestern thirteen. Paired these up because they were kind of similar. Michigan was a lot more dominant than Penn State was. Penn State took this into the fourth quarter for some reason. This so it was not super impressive from Penn State, but these two are kind of uh, locked at the hip right now, as with Ohio State, which didn't play this week. And I thought Michigan won this uh, this specific iteration of the Cold War against Penn State. They were much better here.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, I want to give credit to service this on Twitter, but I could not find the tweet again. Um, no one cares more about like proving his team covered the spread and is actually good than James Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um like it is his number one thing to do. Uh going for, for a touchdown uh on like a passing play yeah uh with with less than two and a half minutes left with a thirty four to thirteen lead when you could have just ended the game by running the ball three or four times. Yeah. Was so obscene. You do have um, to I mean you do wonder if he should be investigated at some point. It,
0: it... He <laughs> It is kind of it seems like he is betting on these games. The way that they play, the way that they score at the end on purpose to try and pump up the score. It does
1: feel like he's betting on the football games. It's either that or he's like the most pole-obsessed coach in the country. Like he knows they're probably not going to like actually win the division. Right? I think yeah. the odds of them beating both these teams is pretty low. And if I recall correctly in the tiebreakers, Penn State has no chance. Uh, um so it, it basically means that they need to like get style points and look good to be like an at-large team in this playoff Uh, or just like stay highly ranked in the polls. He needs another extension. Uh, That's kind of, I always assume everything he's doing is motivated by more contract extensions. And for some reason, more facilities upgrades. Uh Uh, That's kind of just his whole thing. He loves Uh, the facilities facilities upgrades.
0: He's always trying to get a nicer (laughs) house. He's always, (laughs) we need a new porch on our football facility. We need a new porch. Why don't we have a porch? We're missing out on recruits yeah. because we don't have the chairs that go, that, that can rock in three different directions. Um, that's awesome. That is really cool that he's doing that. Uh, next yeah. up here, Washington wins 31. Well, I, I guess oh. really quick. Really yeah, quick sure. Go I,
1: I will say I have obviously been hating on Michigan uh, for the whole duration of this podcast last my life. Um, I will say that Michigan was completely dominant on, on Saturday. looked very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, they kind of did what we've been asking them to do, which is to – like when you play a bad team, which is all they played, to actually do it, to yeah. actually just come out and dominate and do your shit, Yeah. Um, which they did. Um, that Roman Wilson catch was ridiculous. Uh, I, I still I, – I know I'm just a hater, man, but you still watch some of JJ's throws and you just see the ball placement, and yeah, you can just tell how it comes back and gets teams that are better prepared for them and well. are good i don't know i'm just still willing to they're gonna they're gonna mention me on twitter about the wind you know how how many miles per hour the wind were or whatever i, I don't care i don't care um you're in the, you're in the trenches I, I, if
0: you're getting mentioned about wind you are in the trenches you are i'm a deep in the trenches dude um nobody ever tells yeah, me but, about the wind nobody's ever sending me tweets about the fucking wind they're
1: <laughs> i'm getting wind tweets seven times a week probably um <laughs> Uh, if you're a mm-hmm. Michigan fan, can you just send me, can you send me a tweet once per Saturday? Let me know what the wind's going to look like. Give us,
0: give them the weather forecast, give them the advanced, you know, Friday afternoon, you're going to need to send the Saturday weather forecast. Hey, keep an eye on this. It's going to in a 60% chance <laughs> of rain. Um, yeah no i never get that shit you're you're getting you get tagged every time anthony richardson throws
1: the football you get tagged every time spencer rattler throws the football the (laughs) the arguments i'm dug in on are very funny there's just like some of them that i I can't let go and people love to bring it back up so i'm having fun with it yeah it does Um, does seem like everybody's having a good time involved i think it's i
0: think it's good for all for all parties to have that um you have anything mm -hmm. else on these no
1: we should go to washington's game yeah um they won uh, 31-24 in Arizona. Um I will say this one, maybe I'm just excuse-making because I like Washington. <laughs> I'm just immediately reversing field on all my takes on teams I don't like. uh uh-huh. Uh the game was not as close as it looked. No. Uh Washington had a two-score or more lead for 41 minutes of the game time. Uh-huh. Um, they were pretty much at it. They didn't dominate, obviously, and they didn't really finish drives very well. Uh four they basically opened the game with three consecutive touchdown drives. And then four of their next five entered Arizona territory, but only yielded 10 total points. Um, they just kind of didn't really finish, but they all put up almost 500 yards of offense and um, just didn't quite finish the job, which some of their, you know, fit dry finishing numbers, I'm starting to kind of take a glance at. I kind of like to see them be a little better at that. Like if yeah. you it actually blows some teams out like we're talking about, but um, it's still the best offense in the country to me. Yep. I uh, th- That's basically where
0: I come down on it is that was is this final score closer than you would like? Yeah, I, I think that Washington probably should have won this by more than seven points. Arizona also scores with a minute left in the game to make it this. Um And, uh, you know, uh, on top of that, if this is your clunker, if this is what it looks like when you're not fully locked in, when you're not fully paying attention, I think they have a bye week. Yeah, they have a bye week this week. And then it's uh, home against Oregon outside of that you know, first out of that bye week. Um, If this is when you are letting down and not really paying attention, and your starting quarterback is 30 of 40 passing for 363 yards, and you are generally just in cruise control, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Not every team is going to be great every single week, and Washington has earned enough goodwill in my mind that they can have a clunker uh, against a team that has some talent at receiver and and can can do some things with that. Um, It's fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm excited to see what they look like against Oregon in two weeks. That's about where I am with Washington.
1: Yep, pretty much. Um, the next game on our list is the Memphis 35-32 win yep. over Boise State, in which Taylor Green was benched. Boy, howdy. He was benched all to shit. He
0: was really benched in this one. They, they, they didn't fuck around. They really benched his ass.
1: Tell me about it. Some about this game. I didn't get to see a
0: ton of this one. He just played like shit. They took a they took a seventeen nothing lead, I think, early on in this one. Yeah, in the second quarter, and Ashton Genty was amazing and it was all Ashton Ginty. They've they've built the whole damn thing out of Ashton Genty. He the, the stat line is not fully reflective of how goddamn good he was. They Memphis managed to slow him down in the second half when it realized that you don't need to defend the pass at all against these guys because Taylor Green can't throw the ball in the right place. He doesn't know how. Um it usually goes to the wrong place when he throws. It's just not He's just not good. He's just not a good quarterback. Um, he doesn't really do anything that's especially impressive, ex- except for just throws the ball really far. Um, they benched his ass. They put in uh, Maddox with two D's and a U. Uh, Maddox Madsen, mm. which is a, a Boise ass name, five foot ten quarterback from Utah. Um, he was much better at running the offense. I think the offense honest to god would be better if they have him at quarterback because he can at least throw the ball in the right place and that would be that would that would fix a lot of the problems that this team has offensively. Defensively, they just they just stink. There's no fixing this defense. They are not good. <laughs> They're not good at anything. They're not good at defending the pass. They don't tackle well. They're not disciplined. Um, I don't think Boise State's going very far this year. I I, I just, I don't think that this is going to hold against some of the better teams in the Mountain West when you have to play a team like Wyoming, um, when you have to play a team like, uh, I think they play Fresno State. Let me look. Yeah, they play Fresno State in the first game of November on the road. They're not winning that shit. They have to play Air Force at home. They're not winning that shit. I just don't think these guys are going very far. They're not an impressive football team. And it seems like a lot of Boise State fans are ready to be rid of of, uh, Andy Avalos, which is good i will commend them those people are crazy they are right they understand when their team is not good even if they can even if andy avalos can fudge his way to some better records um right this program is not strong right now they're not in a good place no
1: i i I know brother in arms when i see one yeah um i recognize their struggle and i support it yeah um but uh also worth noting that hank bachmeyer has been pretty good for la tech i guess um i I guess nothing special but uh (laughs) better
0: than taylor green yeah better Um, better than taylor green he would be better in this offense he he just he would when he doesn't have an offensive coordinator spoon feeding him throws he's not very good which is uh who knew who could have ever imagined that dirk cutter would make a quarterback look better than he is um other than anyone who didn't have their heads in the sand um yeah here they are boise state not very impressive memphis gets the job done this game was not fully as close as the final score Memphis led for two for by, by two possessions for a lot of the second half after its comeback um didn't really play in the first quarter and then that was it once once Memphis started playing Boise State didn't really have much of a chance here uh next up to lane 35 UAB 23 um Trent Dilfer freaked out in this game he he had a certified freak out he had a uh he had a lapse in judgment, an extended lapse in judgment, and was <laughs> caught on on TV just fucking screaming at some. I think it was maybe the special teams coordinator. They had 12 guys on the field on a punt that gave Tulane a free first down. Tulane not very impressive here. UAB is being led by I, I think one of the most odious men in college football right now. I don't. I just don't. I just don't care for the man. I just do not care for this individual.
1: Yeah, uh, and it wasn't just one. He was screaming. I think two or three different coaches, just absolutely going off, could not control himself. Yeah, um, he looked there's like, a, he looked like where... a
0: high school coach who you've put in, in charge of an FBS program. He he looked essentially a hundred, like a yeah, high school yeah, coach. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I understand being frustrated during a game, and like emotions do happen, but like allowing it to go on for that long, it's just a complete lack of self control. Like yeah. that's it's, it's just there's no. It's very embarrassing. It's not like a you're the head coach blow up at your guy. Yeah, you're the head coach, man. (laughs) Like you have to have composure when no one else does. That's your whole job. Yeah. Um, If you're a position coach on the
0: sidelines screaming at your unit, it happens, right? That's you got to like it. It happens. An offensive line coach is going to yell at his guys when they're giving up a bunch of sacks. It is something that you that you do. He's just yelling at his coaches. You are you are a professional job here. You are not. You're not in fucking middle-of-nowhere Tennessee where nobody's looking at a, at a made-up program, right? You are not insulated here. You can't scream at your assistants during a game. You can't do it. You can't You can't do it for that fucking long. Do it once and then get out of there. You can't be, you know, five minutes later still yelling at a guy. You're a grown man. You are responsible for keeping this team calm, and you obviously can't do that because you can't control yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, just an embarrassment never should have been hired won't be there very long no uh let's get it let's get him out of here yep um iowa won 26 <sighs> to 16 over sparty um just kind of a fun game to point and laugh at i guess yeah one uh, one point else. above
0: one point above par here for <laughs> for brian ferentz <laughs> due
1: to nothing due to absolutely nothing well, that he did it counts yeah it is funny because it counts yeah the special teams plays count right that cooper DeGene uh run back was pretty sick he's awesome he's
0: he's very good um Yeah. Iowa is not, I'm not, I'm not terribly impressed with anything that Iowa is doing here. I think the defense is decent, but you know, good, decent to, to good to maybe very good at some point this season, that offense is really, really shitty. And it was, it was without Cade McNamara for a lot of this game. He suffered a a non-contact injury, which is not what you want to see for a guy who has a history of those. Um, I hope he's okay. I have not seen an update on that, but the backup quarterback was not especially ready to go. Iowa couldn't really figure anything out. That's the
1: thing. It's, it's just it's it's not the quarterback in the system, right? Like I don't think there's any difference what guy you put a quarterback. It's well, all the same shit.
0: The backup was not especially impressive, but I don't know that it would have been a huge difference. The, the offense has not been good no matter who you put back there. Um, like I, I, I guess let me ask you this: if you th- if you put Quinn Ewers in Iowa's offense, would it look good to you? God, that would be really good. It would look good to me aesthetically. I, <laughs> it would be very funny. I don't imagine that they would be good. I don't I don't think. I don't think there's any one player you can put in this offense and make them good. I think if you handed, you know, Brian Ferentz the keys to Florida State, it would be an unimpressive offense, essentially. I think if you gave him Washington or Ohio State or, or whatever offense you want to give him, it would not be it would not be successful.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like maybe if you give them like Bryce Young or Caleb Williams, some like quarterback who hates playing in structure or just makes his own plays happen, mm-hmm. that would be better uh because obviously a quarterback freestyling the moment is better than whatever brad ferentz is doing yeah (laughs) uh yeah i don't know this shit sucks michigan state's offense is also historically bad just just a very stinky game Um, speaking of stinky games Pitt uh 38 21 loss to virginia tech um brett Pry did a whiteout at, at virginia tech um huh not really their thing. Kind of, no. he just brought that for Penn State, trying to steal the whiteout. Kind of yeah. funny, I guess. Well, it, um, it worked. <laughs> if, oh, evidently. Do you think that's why? <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably why.
0: I think it's one hundred percent why. It was because uh, Pitt was Pitt was they were troubled by the whiteout. They were disturbed by it. They couldn't they couldn't figure out what to do with it. Phil Dracovic... Um, he would have been awesome if not for all the, you know, the 20% capacity crowd that was wearing white shirts and kind of half-assing the whole thing. Um, that was the only, that was the problem. That was the only problem that they were facing here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Zach did tell me that, uh, they had one <laughs> a deep shot. That was kind of like an accidental hit yeah. and then a, a screen pass for a touchdown. Other than those two throws, Dracovic was uh nine of 20 for 99 yards. Um, just an apocalyptically bad quarterback, uh, made worse by the fact that they have probably the worst offensive. I mean, I don't know what, like Frank Cignetti is in a Brian Ferentz style, (laughs) like performance. Like he is. About as bad as Ferris is. I would say um, he also has a Brian
0: Ferris style relationship with his head coach. He's his he's adopted son. Uh F- F- Frank Signetti mm-hmm. was officially last year. They didn't make this public, but I am breaking this news now. He was formally adopted by Pat Narduzzi last year. He's his he's his son. He's an his he's adopted son.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. It's so true. Um and they're they're they kind of have a style father uh, son relationship. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Maybe take that one off the podcast. Maybe maybe we we'll don't keep that one in. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh. we'll, we'll think about it. Who's, uh, the, who's, the, who's
0: the singer who was hanging his son out over the window? He has that kind of relationship. Michael Jackson.
1: Right. Wasn't there was there was, there was
0: another guy who did that as well? Um, I don't
1: remember. Uh, the famous one is definitely Michael Jackson. Anyway, Pitt really sucked. Uh, they really do suck. They're you know they're talking about making changes over the bye week, but they're not going do any... to really do that do shit. They're not going to do that shit. They don't do that. Um, uh, in terms of how bad it could get, have you looked at their schedule the rest of the way? Yeah, unfortunately I have. It
0: could get really bad. I think there's like one more obvious likely win on the schedule is Boston College, and that's about it. They could lose every other game that they play. And they could lose that one. Yeah. They just lost they by 17 to sure. Virginia Tech. It's not that hard to imagine them losing to Boston College.
1: No. Um, I think 2-10 is probably the likeliest outcome at this point. <sighs> uh, I mean, maybe Syracuse gets pretty banged up and they, they get 3-9, and nine, but yeah although i guess worth noting a dog shit pit team beating a highly ranked acc playoff contender could we get a florida state loss to pit i mean probably not it's too terrible but that'd be kind of funny i guess yeah um yeah pit really fucking sucks i feel bad for their fans um like the fan engagement at pit right now is better than it's been in a long time uh it grew up in that city there was kind of some apathy there for a long time after the one's dead years and I mean, the program really does have a lot of support, and just like to insult them like this, the way Narduzzi has done and continues to do, um, and act like they're the problem. Yeah, like he's making obviously stupid choices. And, and... The,
0: the, I would say also that Phil Drakovic is doing. He's like celebrating after after a shit, like a dog shit first down when they're down by fourteen at the end of a bad game and, the, and a loss to a bad team. Um, yeah, they really don't. They really don't much care for the kid, and it's hard to blame them because he is an
1: asshole and he no. stops. He's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our buddy, Zach, we referenced uh, his Twitter handles at I'm real angry. Yeah. Uh, did post a video of one of Dracovic's passing attempts on like a little uh, quick route to the flats for his running back where he was I mean, maybe five, six yards from the kid uh, and just threw it directly at his feet. Um, just he can't hit the most. Like, I, I don't even know if you call it the yip because he's always been bad. Yeah. But he can't hit basic passes right now. There's just no value to having the game. It's clearly not making a bowl game. Um, There's nothing left to play for. It, a lot of these players are justifiably going to quit on our doozy, which I think some of them already have. Um, just put in your, your younger quarterback, see what you have. Try something to Yeah. Give these guys something to play for Just anything,
0: anything at all to get, to, to get, you know, up for, uh, they don't have it right now. West Virginia twenty-four TCU twenty-one. TCU in an all time regression to the mean season here. Everything that worked for them last year is no longer working. The quick kick was blocked, uh, that they that they had so many times did did, did successfully last year. They, you know, no huddle send a kicker out and he and he hits it. He got that kick blocked and then he got a potential tie-in kick at the end of the game blocked in the exact same way. Um TCU is not in a great place right now. West Virginia, however. Is what four and one, um, and the schedule sets up in such a way West Virginia could win a lot of football games this year, like a troubling amount of football games for what I don't think is an especially good team, and I am rooting for that at this point. I do want Neil Brown to do this shit. I think it's very funny that he's going to do this. Um, I don't know how, but there here we are. West Virginia keeps winning football games. They keep beating shitty teams, and and that is yeah, that is commendable. Good for them.
1: Like there, there was only one game on their schedule. The rest of the way, you would look at and say, that's definitely a loss. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma. They're,
0: they're going to lose to Oklahoma. Other than that, the bottom of the Big 12 is pretty favorable, and that's who they're playing. They're playing the bottom of the Big 12 for the rest of the season, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, they have two games in the next 20 days, so plenty of rest here, too. Those teams are Houston and Oklahoma State. So they probably get a chance to go pretty rested into the back part of their schedule Yeah, where they get UCF, BYU, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Baylor. Um, it's all there. I mean, it's fucking yeah. crazy to say that like West Virginia could have a chance to finish the season ranked or something. Yeah. Um, I was, I was kind stunning. of,
0: I was kind of half joking last night, but it is, this is a very real possibility. They could go 10 and two. It is not impossible for them to go 10 and two. They could do that. Um, which is just that's funny, that's very funny i'm I'm rooting for that to be the case because I think it would be very funny um i, I, I yeah i <laughs> we we can only hope that West Virginia will go ten and two while not ever being good or even kind of looking good they've not even it's not even like oh well they they have some things going on like they have c j Donaldson, the defense I thought was was decent in this game. They're not good. it's not a good football team. they're just winning games, and sometimes that's all you can do.
1: Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Um, Speaking of, all right, we're gonna speed through. Oh, go ahead. We're gonna speed through some more of these now. Yeah. Um. In his back part here, Louisville wins at NC State, thirteen and ten. They're somehow five and zero. Oh. So is Mizzou after beating Vandy, thirty to twenty one. Yep. Um. My only take on this is that is Brady Cook is either like the best or the second best quarterback in the SEC. This He's season. balling. He's balling man. He's, he's
0: playing really 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 well. They uh they've been kind of fun. They've been kind of fun to watch. I think they are the better of these two teams. of the ones that are like, "How are you how are you 5 and 0? Are you sure that you're 5 and 0?" Um yeah. has definitely been Maryland also in that category. Yeah, Maryland also in that category beat the shit out of Indiana. We were going to talk about that in a second, but we probably could just group group that in here. 44-17 win for them there. Indiana immediately fires Walt Bell. Um Tom Allen, buddy, the, the clock is ticking, I think. I think it is, uh, yeah, the rapidly walls are closing in. Yeah, ra- rapidly approaching. Um, yeah, the walls are clo- closing in and the walls are filled with Rod Carey. You've got Rod Carey in your walls. You don't want that <laughs> to happen. He's, he's, he's heading for your ass. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else on these.
1: No, me either. Um, Troy, impressive win. Uh, 28 mm-hmm. 7 win at Georgia State. Um, and felt, I mean, I guess it's nice to see them get that win back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a it was I a was good worried.
0: win. I think this game was probably closer than the final score indicated. Georgia State was better in the second half, just couldn't take advantage of scoring opportunities. Um, but Troy, yeah, takes care of business, does what it should do. I think it deserved to win the game, and it did. Good win for them. Uh, staying in the Sun Belt here, we got kind of a quick Sun Belt hitter. Uh, Tim Beckwatch, Georgia Southern, thirty-eight, Coastal Carolina, twenty-eight. They are a disaster. It was not that close. They they're just not good. They're not good at all. Uh, Texas state 50 Southern miss 36 Southern miss disastrous start to the season, but Texas state 50 points in a conference game. Their offense is good. Their offense is yeah. legitimately and good. They have a
1: power five win this year. Yeah,
0: they might be. I mean, they very well could be a bowl team. They should be a bowl team with, with what they're doing right now. Good for them. It's signs of life from a program that we've never really seen it from yeah. before. Um, Pretty impressive from yeah. yeah, yeah. Very impressive from GJ Kenney, the rebuild that he has done there in short order. Um Jake Spavittal should be ashamed of himself. Uh last one here. Speaking of guys who should be ashamed of themselves, App State needs a last second field goal, um, and really a disastrous last minute and a half from Louisiana Monroe to win that game forty one to forty. Uh this is embarrassing for App State. This is deeply, deeply embarrassing. They should never be this bad. They are not they're not good right now. Um, there's no, there's no excuse for it.
1: No, it's, uh, it's honestly hard to watch. I mean, it just, it's, I, I hate seeing like the good, especially now is like the G5 talent and like the programs that consistently get good talent are clearing out in some ways that has been diminished. Um, seeing app state and Boise state because poorly mismanaged is really frustrating to watch. Yeah. Uh, just get good coaches there and, and win your leagues and get a chance for the playoff. Like it's the best time to be doing this. Yeah. Um, just, just frustrating. Yeah, there's, there's no um, reason
0: to stick with Sean Clark. He's not doing anything. Um, Bowling uh, Green, thirty-eight, Georgia Tech, twenty-seven. What the fuck? What the fuck it, happened? Most bizarre result of the day. Yeah. <sighs> what the hell? How do you let this happen to yourself? What did you do, Georgia Tech? How did this happen?
1: I can't understand it. I just truly really cannot get my head around it. Um, they also fired. Uh, Andrew Thacker. That's what they demoted Andrew Thacker from their DC position. He's now the safeties coach. <laughs> they elevated the other guy. I forget his name. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, well, that'll fix it. Yeah. Come on. I,
0: we were just talking uh, about how you were say. competent, Georgia Tech. This is not what competent programs do. This is not being competent. This is this is something much more sinister. Come on. No
1: uh haynes king is is a great empty yardage quarterback
0: apparently Uh, so just
1: loves getting 390 yards a game and not doing anything with it yeah um
0: yep well Pretty cool. Cool result there for Georgia Tech. Good stuff. Continuing to do what they are doing. Um just immediately all of that goodwill right into the toilet. Good way to good way to do that. Central Michigan 26, Eastern Michigan 23. Just have this on here to say um, I think Jim McElwain has wriggled his way out of this jam. They look pretty good. They're winning games. They are winning football games. They are one of the better teams, I think, in the Mac. I don't know how he has finagled his way back into having one of the better teams in the Mac. It looked really, really grim there for a second, but they look good. A good win for them.
1: Mhm mhm uh I don't understand it either. Uh the last one we have here is Air Force who are now 5 and 0 after a 49-10 win over San Diego State. Yeah. Um man. Yeah. They rock. I
0: just I have this titled in the doc the weekly Air Force is good update. Uh Air Force is good. There's your update. Air Force is good. Uh, they're really good. <laughs> they're really, really, really fucking good. I don't know that they're going to lose this year. They look very impressive. Um, That option yeah. is operational, I would say, fully operational. That defense is yeah. tremendous. They are very, very good. And
1: they don't play Fresno State in the regular season. No. Uh, and they have a bye week now, probably before their hardest game the rest of the way, which is Wyoming. That right? is going to be like, a Wyoming's banger. Probably- that is a that is, that is wonderful,
0: wonderful football game.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, saturday night wyoming air force action we love to see that oh yeah um yeah it's cool man i mean i don't know i love watching them play they're a very very impressive team troy taylor i mean just deserves uh oh, that so no, sorry troy calhoun yeah uh trey taylor is their is their uh is their defensive back who had a pick six that night yeah um troy calhoun uh deserves a bigger job of this i mean it's great that he's doing well there and i think he likes it there yeah but also a team with more resources should be hiring him because he will win you games.
0: Yeah. I will say also, it would not be the, like, obviously they don't want to lose him um but they do have a, a an extremely natural I'm looking up his his name right now an extremely natural replacement in Mike Thiessen, who's the offensive coordinator pretty much the same circumstances that they hired Calhoun from he's a former quarterback at Air Force he knows the system would I think be plug and play pretty much it's it's very hard to replace a coach like Troy Calhoun because he's an excellent football coach but if he was to get one last job and, and jump up somewhere Air Force would be just fine they they have the next one of him ready to go um just an impressive program, man. Just a, a damn, damn good football program. Very, very good at what they do. Um, love to watch those guys work. It's, uh, it's cool. It's very cool that they're still
1: doing this. Hmm. Um. I think that's our show, Patrick. I are going to do the premium show tomorrow. Yep. Um. We're going to get into some hot seat discussion. Uh. We are going to do talk about the best teams, the G5. Uh. I think we had a check in the Pac-12 we were going to do last week. We're now going to do a much more uh more length this upcoming week. Uh. Tomorrow. So if you guys were listening to that episode, you can subscribe to meetupmidfield.com to get all of that stuff and, and see our message boards, the articles, everything else we talked about today. Yep. Yep. All good there. We will talk to you guys soon.